0: You keep the light on, you keep the light on, you keep the night light on. Every day is like the same old song, until everything right goes wrong. You keep the light on, you keep the light on, you keep the night light on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember, rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, on Google Play. For now, I think Google's getting a podcast app. I think Well sent me that. Um, there's SoundCloud, and I still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, you go and do that. Y'all know what it is. It's it's, it's Welly F and F Fundamentals. He good for 20 and 10 whenever you put him in. And I go by a couple of names. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna stick to Shaolin Shambles this week. That's that's what I'm gonna roll with this week. I was so close to doing another one of those Jay Speaks episodes the other day, but I, I said chill, 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 chill. The
1: streets want Jay Speaks.
0: They you don't. Wildin'. The streets do not want that at all. You wildin', bro. The streets do not want that you at wildin'. all, bucko.
1: So so last night you said you was just uh. It was just chilling because they was they was asking about you on IG live, man.
0: Yeah, I was I, was, I had already got embedded by that time. Like, can, can you tell the people what time that was? Uh, eleven thirty Eastern Standard Time.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't, bro. It, it was not eleven thirty.
0: When thing. you texted me, it was eleven
1: thirty. I just looked. For real, I thought it was like ten something,
0: bro. No, no, yeah, it was ten something for you. Oh, uh,
1: okay, okay. I don't know, man. I like,
0: don't know. I, I, then you was you was
1: back up like at three in the morning.
0: Okay look, I cannot go to sleep unless I take some kind of sleep aids. And since it was the weekend, I was like, let me not take anything. And I didn't take anything, and I was up most of the night.
1: Okay. Your sleep aid, is it prescribed? No. Or it's just melatonin?
0: Uh, That's what me- it's called, right? Melatonin? M- melatonin does nothing for me. I I have to, I have to take, like benadryl or something that's has some kick to it but thing is i'm allergic to z quill so i can't take that
1: i don't know what that is what is z quill
0: that's where they just take the the stuff out of the night quill that makes you go to sleep and they just sell it separately
1: oh okay 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 and that shit how does how how long does it take you because i mean if you eat and you're on a full stomach and you take that it's gonna take you a minute to go to sleep huh or it don't matter it don't matter
0: I don't, I don't eat right oh, before I go to bed anyway, so it don't matter.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I usually I usually eat by... I mean, at minimum, I'll probably eat, and then about an hour later, I go to bed. Really? hour, hour and a half later. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't affect me like most people. I'm not going to say I sit here and eat a heavy meal, but I can eat before I go to bed. And
0: would be cool. You know, there's
1: consequences to that. It's consequences to that, but I'm just bringing that up to say, because I know with medicine, though, I've noticed that if I... On a full stomach, and I take medicine, it takes a long time for that medicine to kick in. So what I have to do is I have to take the medicine and then eat. It sounds weird, but for some reason, it just affects me differently. I don't know why. Just into the, the system a little thing. bit faster. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm not much of a medicine guy anyway, but I've noticed that if I'm taking medicine, I definitely gotta. I, and I've never taken a sleep aid per se. So I don't know how that would work. I think if I took a sleep aid, it had to be liquid.
0: See, if I, I take think. if I take like an Ambien or something like that, it'll give me trippy dreams.
1: Hmm. I, and, I, and even even
0: even occasionally with I, okay. First and foremost, I have trippy jim, dreams regardless, so that's not here. Nor okay. There. <laughs> but you know those those are are a little bit more extreme, and so I try to I try to avoid the prescription stuff, and you know stick to Benadryl. But the thing is, like, I if I don't get us that solid sleep, then my next day is just shit. So I'm I'll, like, since I gotta work tomorrow, I'm definitely gonna take something tonight because it re- I will feel rested and I'll be able to to do work and not just be like a zombie.
1: And what is that? Eight hours, seven hours, six hours? I know I've asked not,
0: before, i That's six to seven. It, it it's, it's okay. not a full eight. Okay.
1: So last night. When we was on the
0: live, you was going to bed. Yeah, I I was going to bed. I had been in bed probably no about medicine, 15, 20 minutes. No medicine, and then I woke up at oh, like so two was... o'clock, and then I and was then up. you
1: took
0: medicine. No, I, I didn't. I just didn't take any. So I was up from about oh, okay. two to two o'clock to about four thirty. I went I went back to sleep by four thirty five o'clock this morning.
1: Damn, you got a weird little schedule over there, man. The Shaolin of shampoo. Yeah, yeah, enough of that. So yeah, man, the under underage member, um, my high jumped on, and um, you know it, it was Rashad cool. Shout out to Mashad holding was, it down. I was gonna say something, but never mind. Because um, <laughs> he he's definitely coming through harder than you right now. But um, I see why you'd say that? <laughs> he no, but seriously, he was just really just talking about. I was I was curious about what college is gonna look like this next, this upcoming semester. And um, he basically was just like, man, based on the experience that they had in March, you know, he didn't really want to say that I I was trying to get him to like, tell me what he felt about his professors. And he really didn't have anything to say about that. He just felt that he kind of let himself down based on the fact that he felt like he he performed poorly, you know, after spring break, and it was mainly because it is if he and I don't think I talked about this, but most people that had to transition to work from home, it took them a while to get in the gear. Like it was a struggle for a lot of us because you just get into the comfort in your home and then you're like, Man, it's kind of chill. And you kinda start trying to move at your own pace and it gets to you. So he basically was just saying that, you know, he kinda let himself down on that. And then, you know, he we talked we kind of talked about how Trump was talking about sending uh international students out of here and I kind of spoke on the struggles of that and I really didn't understand the Trump Trump administration's angle on that and I really never read too deep into it but I mean just when you're thinking about somebody that wants to get votes obviously international students technically don't influence votes necessarily but you don't want to piss people off you know it's like it ain't like international students are voting if i'm not mistaken i mean so
0: but you don't want to piss off shipping. the people that support international students
1: there you go so i just didn't really understand that angle i guess he just didn't i don't know that that was weird to me and uh, then he basically talked about the cost the cost of college and how it's either way it's unfair that you're probably about to go full time online and you're still charging us as if we're face-to-face instruction. That's not right. But, like I said, I mean, it's a lot of people that don't take into account that at the public school level, your taxes are not going to change this year because you're doing online classes. Like People that's paying these property taxes, their taxes are staying the same. And their kids are not going back to school. You know, a lot of them. And um, I read you know, something. I, I thought it was...
0: I read something that said that for the ones that aren't going to school, that they have to supply them laptops. And if they don't have Internet access, they have to supply them
1: Wi-Fi hotspots. I I believe that's true in some places. And that's expensive, man. That's another thing we talked about. And I guess we could go down this road. Um, I'm going to say this until I'm dead and in the ground. We've reached the times in our society where I can actually say that teachers are not the pillars of society like they used to be. And I know I've said this before, but I just want to just reiterate that. On the public school level, teachers are not the pillars of society that they used to be. In terms of what teachers meant 100 years ago versus today, it's just sad to say that It's it's a very, very minuscule group of human beings that actually are dedicated to the job. And yes, we've talked about this before, but I'm just making it clear that if you look at the ins and outs of what's going on in this country right now, a lot of people are just constantly trying to get a free ride. Everybody is in it for themselves. And that's why I felt like that virtue signaling post that we put up, on the Instagram was so important. Like, uh, did you get you, you? Remember, you said you wanted me to send a link to that. Uh, I sent you the link. So what did you think about it?
0: I haven't read it yet. Say, look, I got a lot going on over here. <laughs> no,
1: you, no, you don't, you don't, Jay. <laughs> I, I got. I, I'm
0: at least two or three news articles in in the tuck that I still need to read up on, and I haven't I haven't sat still long enough to read.
1: Listen, man. I'm not even gonna entertain your foolishness right now. I'm just gonna go so ahead much and go to the
0: article. It's <laughs> just so much hostility. <laughs> Look, man, have no, you, no, have no, you I, eaten I today?
1: Are you properly hydrated? I have. I have, man. The hydration part is definitely uh, it's definitely important. I just got that heat. I just ran around, ran some errands, bro. You sitting that, you sitting that Texas heat, man. Seven minutes you just don't want any more of it. It's just, it's a very uncomfortable feeling, man. Like we was talking about off air, like it's 93 degrees and they saying it feels like 104. And I'm just in my mind. I'm like, do I ever want to know how it feels to be 104 in Texas? Like I look at the, I look at the freaking thermometer and it's a legit 104, 105. And I'm like, you you gotta be bowling at that point. Cause I think, I think legitimately- I think I felt 99 and 100 out here. Yeah. But like 103, 104, just running around. Like me and my son was playing basketball yesterday. It was about 96. And I purposely was out there doing it because we was just trying to, I was just trying to get him to get as close to basically draining himself as, as much as possible. since it's, it's probably going to be another couple of weeks before we can go to another tournament again, if we're able to go to another tournament. But – you know, that heat will drain you, man. Like, uh, like that heat will make a man out of you.
0: Queezing. And it's
1: crazy because the freezing cold will, too. So, you know, this ain't no tropical weather. This ain't no... It ain't fun out there, man, for nobody. But, um... Anyways. So, yeah, I was talking about this post about narcissists, psychopaths, and manipulators and how they're more likely to engage in the act of virtuous victim signaling. And virtue signaling in general and the article to me is a decent article obviously it has they feel a certain way about virtue signalers but to me the funny thing about virtue signaling, virtue signaling is they have a tendency to make you think that they really give a damn about you like it's the the way that they talk it makes it really seem like these people really care about me and they really don't (laughs) because they don't though. Like, you know, when you think about it, we talked about this before. If, if a person has common sense, are they more likely to virtue signal as far as self-preservation or will they just find a means of self-preservation that doesn't, constitute, like doesn't doesn't require virtue signaling. And nowadays they practice self-preservation within the realm of virtue signaling because they want to make sure that the social group accepts them. They don't want to be alienated and, and, and practice self-preservation at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think you should check out the article and I hope it doesn't get lost in the tuck. Like I didn't want to go too deep into that. I just thought it was interesting that Like I said, we stay in times where (laughs) people just be talking, bro.
0: And and a lot of that you think they'll tell they'll say, oh, I would have done this, or I would have done that, or I would have done this, or I would have done that. But what did you actually do? And that's and that's really where the mind fuck comes in. Because you think, man, this person said, you know, they would have did this for me and they would have did this for me. You know, it's like, oh, they really did care for me. You know, they would have done all these things, but as you you sit back and you look like, but what did you actually do? And I, I think that's what makes all the difference. What are the things that you actually did?
1: Dog. <laughs> when you think about that question and you think about the fact that keyboard warriors, this is another thing we talked about yesterday, and we think about the fact that keyboard warriors actually get online and think that they're actually making real change. I think I give Keyboard Warriors credit for causing social disruption, but actually creating change, I don't believe they do on a scale that they think they do. Because I think, for instance, I don't think we ever talked about this on here, but the whole Aunt Jemima thing. was It's Aunt Jemima, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The whole Anjumama thing. How do you feel about them stripping that name? Has that happened yet?
0: It hasn't happened yet because you know you got to know what you're gonna rebrand it as. But yeah, Um, me personally, it didn't bother me. Like
1: you know, it doesn't bother me.
0: Like I, I I looked in, I I I looked in the pantry today. I looked in the pantry today. It's like I got Anjumama pancake mix in here right now.
1: I'm proud to have it. Like I mean, it, it, it
0: never, it never crossed my mind that this, that, that was a racial thing. Uncle Ben's Uncle rice ben? never crossed my mind that that was a racial thing. Like it wasn't like Washington he, he had Redskins. on... huh?
1: Washington Redskins. That's racist. Okay.
0: That, that to to me, that's 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 racist. Cleveland Indians. Not racist. Okay. Why? I just, I, to me, I don't feel like this racist, like, I feel like if you name, if you, if they were the the Cleveland Caucasians, that's what you call white people, you call them Caucasians. If they were the Houston Blacks or the Houston Afro-Americans, like, that's what you call those people. Like, it's not a good team name, in my opinion, but I don't feel it as being racially charged or racially motivated. <laughs> now, but uh, but then again i'm not i'm not an, i'm not native american so i don't i don't know like if if one native american person to me says hey that's racist then it, to me it's racist but me not being native american i can't say that so cuz some native americans might say yeah i'm indian and others might say no i'm native american like some people say you know i'm black and other people say you know i'm african american or i'm whatever what have you <laughs> and atlanta
1: braves doesn't sound racist to me but that's about that's also about native americans yeah because of the that's that's what the symbol is for right oh, okay. okay the kansas city uh, chiefs i'm going to read something uh, and, and and those team i mean we we all i mean at the end of the day you know, it's funny when people say you know certain places on Indian reservation, but if you really want to be 100 about it, the United States of America is is a whole Indian or Native American burial ground. Like, we're on ancient Native American burial ground. Like, no matter where you are, it's just the fact of the matter. I mean, this is anybody's country per se, outside of the original conquerors. And we can say that that probably goes back to Descendants of Genghis Khan and, you know, the Native Americans that were more darker skin and blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, those those names, in a way, you would think at the time when they were naming those things, were they trying to show respect or were they patronizing or like being condescending in a sense? I mean, because we know because we know that. I think that there was a what was it it was a school their their mascot was the cotton pickers. There was another school. Yeah, there was another school. I think Co. I think Coachella Coachella's um Coachella's mascot was a rap the A-Raps, Coachella A-Raps. Uh there were uh there was some um, there was another man. If you look if you just if you just look at the most the most the top 10 most outrageous school mascots I know Cotton Pickers was one of them. Um, Arabs was one of them. It uh, was quite a few of them. That it's like why? Okay, I, I, made, I just who? pulled
0: up the top five. So number five is Coachella okay. Valley, California High School, Mighty Arabs. Okay. Uh, number four is Yuma High School, Criminals.
1: Okay. I understand number- that one.
0: Number three is Centrilla High School Orphans.
1: Okay. They have one that's a midgets too, right?
0: Number two is, I don't know, this is an Alaskan high school, the Half Breeds.
1: What the hell?
0: And number one is the the Cotton Pickers from Robstown. What school was that? Robstown, Texas, um, Cotton Pickers.
1: (sighs) Okay. So yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I know therefore for a fact there's there's a mascot somewhere the midgets. Uh, that's probably not top five, it's probably top ten. And um, I just, I guess I'm bringing this up to say like, I don't understand the the mindset of those mascots because I I know mascots are supposed to have like some sort of alliteration to them. Like if you you know if you went to I, I'm I'm guessing love ladies was love love lady leopards or something like that. Love, Lions. What was it? Love lady Lions. you know. what I'm Saying like, if that makes sense, and I'm coolest I'm,
0: mascot I ever seen was the Frost polar bears. Coolest mascot ever.
1: The school is Frost. Frost yeah. High School.
0: Frost High School polar. But that bears. makes sense. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, where is that high school at? It's in Texas. Oh okay okay man Texas.
0: And and then when you when okay. you don't have anything, you just like a bulldog or something or a tiger.
1: Yeah, 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 tigers, bulldogs, eagles, and usually it's an alliteration, like, you know, Eisenhower eagles. Um, I think, obviously, you know, I think the Klein schools, they, they had a struggle with their alliteration, but, you know, bearcats, golden eagles, you know, uh, cougars. But e- e- either way, um, I, I don't get these mascots. To bring it back to the point, uh, if, these, if you're making a mascot to just – truly represent or to pay homage, <laughs> you, you got to do better than this. America just, a lot of things about America just baffles me. Bottom line, I just don't get any of the culture that has been normalized out here. I don't get it. Like I don't get the culture that has been normalized out here, and I don't get the culture that's been, some of the culture that has been demonized. Like, uh, the second half of the IG Live, Uh, summers got on and we started talking about basically the perception of healthy marriages. Obviously, we talked about the foolery with Jada and Will, but the thing about it to me is I I really feel like the modern perception of marriage today is pretty negative now. I don't think that people perceive marriage as something, and I'm talking about across the board. I don't think people perceive marriage as something that is wholesome anymore. Does that make sense?
0: That makes perfect sense.
1: And that's and that's scary to me because that's become normalized in America. When you think about the if if you if you talk about the nuclear family, if you talk about you know, traditional or historical marriage being man and woman. If you, if you speak out against single mothers and you say things like, Hey, you know, I respect single mothers, but you start questioning a single mother's decisions. You start, you start trying to ask for accountability. Once again, speaking on the IG live, we started to talk about black women and how they associate themselves to a culture or a culture that embraces them being shot at and abused. And when I look at the big picture of all this, it just makes me ask, like, how do we get to the point where, and I think I think she worded it so much better. She said, she basically said, we've gotten to the point where we've normalized, such like things that are just so negative like the things that are just so bad for us are what we deem as acceptable now but she worded it way better and what have you noticed with that like what have you seen to make you be like man like did you do you notice the shift did you notice a shift when you was getting older i didn't notice
0: a shift in society but oh no i take that back i would say i would notice a shift in society because it didn't happen directly to me and and I'm glad you brought this up cuz this was a conversation that I was going to have off mic but since we're here I might just have to put some hold music over it or whatever but it's kind of it's kind of like you do it because you feel like you have to and not because you want to anymore and then when you when you when you get into a marriage it's kind of like all right you know I can expect that you know this person is going to be you know, doing shit behind my back, or this person's gonna end up being unfaithful, or or whatever, what have you. And since I know this person's gonna do this, I might as well do it myself. I've had conversations mm-hmm. with with married people that'll say, "Oh well, yeah, she probably out there doing her thing, so I'm gonna do my thing too." And it's kind of like, why, 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 why even get into this situation then? If you if you felt that prior to getting married. Why would you go forward? And you and you know how, how how I'm built by design that you know those are marriage and a family are things that I look forward to or things that I want in the long term. But lately, it's just been kind of like, man, the way that I see that how y'all moving and the way that it's like, you know, you got you're doing it for the show, you're doing it for the social media show. And I've I've, I've even had this this conversation with Hagen's. It seems like the deeper you get into a relationship with one person the more people that flock towards you like, Oh yeah, shit. Let me go. Oh, he take good care of his woman. Let me go get him or, or, you know, she really love her man. You know, let me shoot at her. Cause he ain't hitting it right. Whatever, you know, reason that, that, that people like to put on that thing. And it's like, you, I see very few marriages where it's, it's like, nah, just all this outside, all these outside distractions, all these outside agendas. Like, let me just put them to the side and let me focus on what I'm really trying to do here. Cause just to tie up conversations that we've had in this podcast for years now, I feel like a lot of men are getting into marriages because they feel like they have to. A lot of women are getting into marriages because they feel like it's a gateway to have the family that they that they want to have or the societal pressure on women of when you're going to get married, when you're going to ha- start a family. You know, it just keeps pounding and pounding and pouring and pouring onto them to it's like, well, shit, I need to do this as fast as I can with the first willing participant that I get, whether I want to or not. Maybe I just want to have a child and I don't want to get married. Maybe I just want to co-parent with this person and not necessarily marry them. But the way that society is set up, I need to get into this marriage that I really don't want.
1: After you say all that, I I, ask, I just have to ask a question. Is Are marriages private anymore?
0: No. In uh, very, you say that our very, generation? Very few of them are private. Because I would say the privacy comes when you don't overshare. And we're the generation of oversharing.
1: For the sake of attention, so to speak. So would you say that, and I guess my purpose of the conversation yesterday was basically to just draw it back to the point of, in modern times, with something that has been around for thousands of years, the concept of a holy union, which is marriage, Why do we think that we can change it by making marriages public? Meaning, why do we think that? Why do we think that we that is an aspect of marriage that was being missed? Because we can city. We all know that in the 30s and 20s that we like to brag about, and before the 60s, the Leave It to Beaver era. We know that there were people that had other families we know things of that existed but it was kept quiet in the sense of it was a community business at most it wasn't it wasn't city business it wasn't virtual reality a whole the whole nation knows about it like it wasn't a soap opera for random strangers it was at best neighborhood business family business it was private you You your closest friends
0: your closest family if you were probably what further than 20 minutes away
1: (laughs) you weren't coming you know (laughs) you know like it wasn't people at your job that knew about it you weren't working you weren't you weren't walking into a, a grocery store across town and they knew about it you know privacy was an actual concept in marriage back then and I, I truly believe that, and since privacy is slowly eroding in society in general, it's really, it's really hard to keep a marriage intact if two people don't build on the foundation of privacy. And I'm almost certain that, obviously, we stay in a time where privacy and secrecy get conflated. But what would you say is the big difference between privacy and secrecy?
0: Privacy is telling when asked and secrecy is not telling at all.
1: That's pretty simple. That's a pretty simple way to put it, you know, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you could pretty much say secrets are lies. Eventually secrets become lies.
0: Yeah.
1: Privacy. and And I know we talked about this before and I talked about like the concept of, you know, you're in the restroom, you're using the restroom. And you close the door for a reason, and it's because there's a certain sense of normalcy in using the restroom. That is a private matter. That is something that is between you, your genitals, your private parts. <laughs> it's just, like that's privacy. Yeah. But then again, when you're going to a water fountain, you don't need to go behind closed doors to go drink at a water fountain. That is that can be that's something that can be seen by people, and you know, it's it's an affair that doesn't seem out of place but to me when I think about a marriage it gets interesting because I was one of those people that actually I had the chance to check out that movie um, Fatal Affair with Nia Long and Omar Epps I heard it was horrible the, 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 the copy and paste typical black movie very lifetime vibe man bro, let me tell you something you know that boy Joe from you? Yeah. With the hat? Bruh, tell me why Omar Epps tried to do that. Use the hat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to use the hat. I'm sitting here like, dude, we see you. You're not a different person. You're still this Omar Epps. You're still this David character. But 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 no, all bullshit aside, one thing that I saw in that movie that was interesting to me was they understood it, you, you got to see the concept of privacy and secrecy because obviously in this movie, in, and I don't, this movie isn't worth, I'm not going to say spoilers. So if you want to watch it, watch it, but screw the spoilers. Look, she fucked up. She basically it was a close call in this movie where she got into some shit with this guy that she had feelings for 20 years ago and some shit almost came about. And she kept it a secret. And it got even worse when the husband came across this guy, and nothing was said. It was kept secret, even though it wasn't asked about the actions that were that took place. Sh- were, were shameful actions, so therefore she kept it a secret. Once shit started to hit the fan, you saw that the family started to take care of things in private. It was between the mom, the daughter, and the father, and those were the people that that handled it. They weren't they weren't calling other friends. They weren't calling neighbors. They were handling as they were handling this issue as a family unit. So one so one the thing that was a a secret affair that could have destroyed the family, it was still kept private based on the fact that. That is something that the family needed to handle on their own. Obviously, this is just a movie. It's a very rare situation. But the fact of the matter is, I think it's important for people to realize that there are a lot of things that are going to happen that I I don't know who made this song, but I think it's Jay-Z. It's it's family business. So I, I definitely think that the concept of family business needs to be narrowed down to the concept of what is family. And I know a lot of people out there think, "Oh, you know, my my, my homeboys, my you know, my homeboys, my coworkers, blah blah, they family." No, like family blood. People that are really going to be there with you through thick and thin, people that you really can rely on, people that deserve to know what's going on. That's family business. And if we can't if we can't get back to that concept I think that we'll we'll further and further we'll we'll get closer and closer to our demise as far as trying to keep something as uh powerful as marriage together that's just that's just kind of how i see it
0: and and i i heard this this conversation secondhand so i can't um testify to the facts of it but somebody was telling um uh, somebody else like you know Hey, you know, my wife had cheated on me, whatever, but now she's trying to get back together. And they were like, you know, hey, I miss her and everything. And, you know, I'm really considering getting back together with her. And it, it, two things come up here. One, like we always talk about, when you take back a cheater, you give them the blueprint. You give them the blueprint yeah. on how to come back. But also, number two, when you keep that business in-house, you don't run and you don't tell everybody, who knows what happened. You and her, and that's between you and her. If you' strong enough to take her back, cool. That's your family. You got to do what makes you happy. And if you want your wife and your child and your family unit back together, hey, that's what you got to do because that makes you happy. But if you done told everybody, I'm just gonna say everybody, now you pop back up with her, now you got are you are you prepared to deal with that judgment that's gonna come? And I mean, you know, it's, it's nobody's right to judge, but. We're humans. We're gonna judge you. We're not gonna judge you to your face. We're gonna judge you behind your back nine times out of ten. But you're still gonna get judged. And if you can handle that, fine. More power to you. But you also have to realize you put yourself in that situation because you've talked to your quote unquote extended family.
1: Yeah, yeah. That ex- that extended family. That's a, yeah. That's that extended family is the one that usually brings on the unnecessary. The unnecessary judgment they bring on the the feedback that you really didn't ask for, you know, like, 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 bro, like, I I, I know how to handle this situation, and you're just kind of just talking, and a lot of people can't, a lot of them can't even relate. They just want to, they just want to drop their two cents. Um, I'm glad you said that though, because I think that's still my thing with 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 everything that's going on when I talk about marriage and how people have this negative connotation on marriage. It brings me back to the point of like you say it gives people the blueprint, but I kind of feel like right now with our generation we're kind of stuck. We're kind of stuck between do I cut a nigga off because that's you know that's what a per that's what you're supposed to do that's what you know that's what that's what we doing these days we cutting people off not giving them second chances or you're giving them second chances you're giving them a blueprint. And it's like, it feels like either way you go, you don't really have the answer answer. No. So what do you do in that situation? I mean, me personally, you know what's route I take, and let me explain myself first. Mm -hmm. When I see the entanglement thing happen with Will Smith, and I see the fatal affair thing happen with with Neil Long and, and the guy that she had in that movie. The first thing I think about is, I mean, I've said it time and time again, people always want to say, if you flip the roles, shit gets handled a lot differently. And I understand that, but that's why to me, eventually men have to set the tone in those situations. They have to show that we're not about to be like you women in these situations meaning I'm not taking you back just so I can have an upper hand. I'm not taking you back so you can have a blueprint. I'm not taking you back to where now when you're in this relationship moving forward, you feel like you have to walk on eggshells. I'm simply cutting this off. And I, and, and and I, you know, once again, I value people that want to keep families intact, but I truly believe, and one of the the things that we talked about on IG Love last night was I really tr- I'm really trying to understand what self-love is. And mm-hmm. I truthfully believe that in a sense all this ties into self-love in regards to do you think that you can function normal after being betrayed like this? Do you think that you can just do you think that oh, Will Smith is just going to stay in this relationship with Jada. Obviously, this happened years ago. I'm just using him as an example. Do you think that you can stay in this relationship with somebody like Jada that's not even willing to admit she's wrong, in a sense, and everything gets back to normal? Or do you have to, quote-unquote, embrace this new normal in a relationship because now you're dealing with somebody that you know is is corrupted, in a sense? Because at first, let's just be honest— When you first marry a person, unless you just been through some bullshit before the marriage, you never really assume, oh, this person's going to cheat on me one day. Obviously, people getting into relationships now, they probably think like that, which is crazy to me. But are you getting into marriages knowing that in 11 years or nine years down the line, divorce is going to be on the table, cheating is going to be on the table, And you're just gonna one day just be like, you know what? And since I'm a man, you know, (laughs) if my wife cheats on me, I'm gonna stand by her side. I'm like, what points do you get for that? Are there? Is there a special? Do you get any like special treatment after you? I mean, you you really, in in a sense, you really just look like an idiot. And I've said this before, like, you know, obviously you might think of yourself, you know, keeping the family intact, but Aren't all Will Smith kids grown?
0: Yep. Like, so isn't is it Willow the youngest? What's the problem
1: if he dipped? Yeah, I mean, if he dipped, what's the problem?
0: I don't see. I don't. I. I. I wouldn't see a problem with it, and I don't see any, like, based on that piece of artwork that they called a legitimate interview, because. Like like I told you, I didn't know. At the end, they said, "We ride together, we die together. Bad marriage for life." I thought that was a play. That was, that was I thought real. I thought people had, you know had doctored that up. And when I realized that that was real, I was like, "Oh, this is this is all this is all for show. This wasn't real. I don't feel like this was real."
1: No, nah, you don't. Have, you don't. That's not. It's not. That's not a joke about. It's yeah. not funny. That's, 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 not, why I that's told, not. That's not cute. Why I said, you the the Smiths are a power couple. They are a black power couple. They leave a huge impression on the black community. When they joke about things like that, they leave an impression on a community that is very impressionable. If you want to question whether the black community is impressionable, you could just do a hundred year history and look at the fact that the black community, we, we are very impressionable, along with others. I mean, th- we, we're, no matter how you want to frame it, we're Americans. Americans are impressionable. So when 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 you have a power couple that jokes about things like that, I agree with you. That 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 bothers me. But go ahead.
0: So to to me it's kind of, and it's like when you're entering a situation and you're already saying, Oh, well they probably cheating on me or gonna cheat on me, I think that's a reflection of what you're doing or what your intentions are. Like I, I think you you you've you've already set that mental tone that's like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm still going to keep talking to my side pieces and I'm gonna st- still keep maneuvering in these DMs like I'm single or whatever." But I, in all actuality, you know, you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to virtue signal. Oh, they're they're going to cheat on me, so so <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get ahead of it. You know, since they're going since this is going to happen anyways, you know, I might as well, you know, make sure that that I don't get hurt on the back end. And I mean, it's it's messed up to to do that because it's not just your life of, you're affecting. You're, you're affecting a whole other person who might be genuinely in this because they love you, and your insecurities and paranoia are messing it up for both of y'all.
1: Do the insecurities and paranoia lead people to cheat?
0: Yes, yes. I'm, so that I've I've known I've known insecure people that will. <clears throat> okay something in my throat i've been give up too much too much tea (laughs) i've known insecure people that will get in a small disagreement with their significant other will run out and cheat that same night
1: because it just it just makes them feel better it completes them in a sense
0: because you can go to this person and say come come here tell me what's wrong you know and they'll, they'll you'll you'll vent to them sleep with them and go back to your partner because this person gave you some value in that moment, your partner might have said some things that, that that made you feel like you didn't have any value, that you didn't feel any worth, and then you go get with this person who only has to deal with you in the when when they when they're going to get sex from you. So of course, yeah, for an hour, you know, I give you twenty minutes of conversation, we get thirty minutes of sex, and then you gone. Yeah, I could can, I can put up with with your bullshit for an hour. This person has to put put up with you twenty four seven or twenty three seven. Twenty three seven.
1: Straight up, but I also—that's why I keep saying that. That's two things that we pointed out in the show. Well, that's one thing you—we pointed out in the show. One thing, I believe that—that privacy is an issue because what you just what you just said was a person in a relationship took their private business to somebody else. You—you're taking that issue that you have with your wife or your husband, and you're taking it to this armchair therapist that's gonna give you sex as well. And like you said, 237, 7 That's one issue. But then you also address another issue with the fact that you say you got to deal with this person 237 7 or 24/7. And I think that that's a real issue in modern, in, in with this modern generation. They cannot deal with people in large doses. They can only deal with people in small doses. And when that large dose hits the fan. That's when you that's when divorce lawyers start getting called that's when that that's when that side piece getting called that's when they get distracted you know because they actually have to entertain this person for 8 12 14 hours it's not easy and, and, and that's why some people just choose to not play that game because it's not easy it is not easy to deal with somebody and I mean when I say deal with someone deal with another being from the minute you wake up until when you go to sleep.
0: And then and like we talked about when when the whole quarantine started, a lot of people are being around their spouses a lot more now, more than they ever have. Mm -hmm. been. And so you don't get that break to go to work and, you know, be relaxed and, you know, quote unquote, be yourself. You have to be you have to be a husband 24 seven. You have to be a wife 24 seven or 23 seven. You have to be that person and play that role that you usually get a break from. And so now you're seeing a lot of, a lot of men, this ain't what it was. And, and especially like, you know, it doesn't get easier when it gets to marriage. And this has come from somebody that's never been married. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but it's like, you know, those first six weeks of the relationship where you ain't doing nothing but eating out and fucking and doing all the fun stuff. Oh, you're in heaven. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. And then I've I've even said on this show before your, your relationship doesn't start till y'all have y'all first argument. So then, you know, you start you start noticing the routines of this person, the mannerisms, because at first, you know, hey, everything is great. I like that this person does this and they do this and they do that. And this is completely different from the situation I, I left, however long ago. Or this is this is different from the loneliness I've been experiencing. And then you get to the point where it's like, okay, I really don't like that as much as I thought I did. It's starting to annoy me now. And what's my level of annoyance? Is it annoying me to the point where I can't continue in this situation? Or is it like, oh, you know, it, it, that's who they are. I'll adjust. And the thing is, if only one person is adjusting. But, but then again, not not one person just adjusts. Everybody else. Everybody's making some kind of adjustment. You know, whatever, what have you. I'm just rambling at this point. But, you know, relationships, no, I get are, you this funny, relationships are easy period. Whether you're the beginning, the middle, the marriage, the end, they're not easy. And it takes a certain level of commitment that I, don't, I feel like us as millennials, we really don't have anymore because we have so many other options at our fingertips beating down our door, actually standing in line like shoes when you go and, and to keep it 100 with you. I stood in line like, hey, when you going to get done with that dude? So you can come over here and be with me. I've, 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 stu- I've stood in line and it's like, you know, that makes zero sense. And I'm going to tie that into my words of advice later, but it makes zero sense, but people do it because they put a value on this person that they see. Keyword, the value on the person that they see, not who this person is, the perspective that you make of this person, because you're saying this is the potential that I see in this person. This is what this person can actually be to me or in general, but who this person really is. Do I really like that person? No. I like the person that they can be in, in t- two years. The person, they can be, the person they can be once they start dating me. So when you're going into a situation and you're trying to change somebody or you're trying to make somebody fit into the mold that you have laid out just because they match the checklist, you're headed for trouble.
1: Yes, sir. And it's, it's it's cool that you said what you said about I mean basically one of the uh, listeners on IG Live last night said you really don't know somebody until you're in a situation is like where you're you're either broke, you're at your lowest or even sick and you're with you're dealing with somebody like that's how you get to know someone. And it was funny because that's one of the things that happened on Fatal Affair was was when I think the husband he got into a bike accident. And basically, he was like crippled for like six or seven months, and I think that's where their marriage started to kind of crumble. So I thought that that was an interesting thing because I had seen to say that, and I was like, "Wow, that's that that happens to be very common. That's a true test. See, that that's one of those things we talked about last week when we talked about shit test. See, sometimes you don't even present the shit test on your own. Life can present the shit test for you, and it's like you say you love this dude. Well. You love them when all the variables are in place to make it easy for you to love them. But the minute it's hard for you to love them because you can't get sex anymore from them, because you gotta clean his ass, you gotta clean, you gotta, you gotta bathe him. you gotta do all kind of things for him. Does, does, is that love still there? Is that quote unquote unconditional love still there, so to speak? And we know how unconditional love goes. You also brought up a third point to me. <laughs> wait, wait! <laughs> I was, I was getting buckets. You was getting buckets, bro. I'm t- I took notes. You was getting buckets, and I'm just, I'm just here to feed off of them. And you, you brought another point. So I've already said that modern day relationships, millennials, we struggle with dealing with people in large doses, and we struggle with privacy. Another thing that you brought up was discipline. That's the third thing that's interesting to me. Discipline and commitment to me are hand in hand because. When I think about people that work out, which is another topic we talked about last night, basically trying to convince Summers to understand that she can be an influence in the exercise world with the Zumba based on the fact that a lot of people need that. When people see that she's disciplined and committed to that working out, more people are going to want to get into it because, once again, Americans are impressionable. So no matter what, if they have more people that they can relate to, Diving into something, actually committing to something—they'll be willing to do it. But why would they do that now, when you think about marriage in a negative light? When you think about marriage in this negative light, when you think about marriage these days, you think about cheating, you think about divorces, you think about side pieces. None of those things actually show commitment or true discipline. So, it's um, it's 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 real easy to to fall off, in a sense when you're just trying to stay focused on on something like that. And the last thing that you brought up to me was once again, uh, that mold, trying to mold somebody into something that they're not. And that's literally potential. Potential that you're projecting into somebody. And I said it last night. You in a grocery store and in Jay, you see you see this bad chick that reminds you of Mariah Carey. And you telling yourself, oh man, that's wifey right there. And you're not even realizing that this chick, she's just a prostitute. Like, she's just trying to, she's just trying to get some, get some stuff together so she can go back to work. And you're projecting a life of wife, wifehood into this woman. That's your fault. Solely based you're on how she looks. Mold. That's, and that's what we do in society way too much. We got to start realizing that, and, and, and I, and, I, and I, I think, I think, you sent me the video you sent me the video about the Will Smith and Jada meeting Ruby D
0: yeah and
1: having that conversation and Ruby D saying you know y'all been together 17 18 years you don't even know him yet and in a sense I agree with that and I disagree with that because at the end of the day you're not really with somebody to where you're trying to get to know them wholeheartedly like you're never going to know someone in and out, but the point is, you at least want to be be comfortable enough. Yeah, you want to be comfortable enough with them to where you could they become predictable to you in a sense. If they become, if they get to the point where they're starting to become unpredictable and like you just can't, you don't never have a chance to figure them out. Then that means there's still some time to go. I mean, okay, y'all still need to wait a little bit because I truly believe that when you're with somebody long enough. They become type, kind of predictable to the point of if they cheat on you, you would know because their routine shifts. Everything, like their mannerisms are off. Their energy is off. You're never going to notice that about somebody if you truly haven't gotten comfortable with them yet. That doesn't mean you know them. It just means that you've been able to vibe with them long enough to where when shit just seems out of the ordinary, you can recognize it. So if you're not with someone long enough to where you could kind of predict their movements or their energy doesn't you can't read their energy then that means that you need to take time like give it some time because you don't you don't quote unquote you know them yet but when i say it i mean you're not really comfortable with them yet so i think that the the true goal in all of this to wrap everything up that we said is i mean privacy discipline realizing that you can't project potential into somebody and also realizing that you need to give yourself time to be comfortable with somebody. And a lot of times some people get comfortable with somebody in six months. Sometimes it takes them five years, but a lot of times y'all be married by the second year and then you just start figuring out stuff about them in the third year. And by the time you in your seven year, seventh year of marriage, then you're comfortable with them and you are realizing why was it so rocky? It was so rocky because you were in a rush. And Instead of being in a rush, you should have just gave yourself time to get comfortable with this person.
0: To touch on, to touch on two points that you made, one, you talked mm-hmm. about selfless acts. Your, your example, somebody get injured, you know, you have to feed them, you have to bathe them, something like that. And in this society, mm-hmm. we rarely have selfless acts. And when what I define as a selfless act is the only thing you benefit from in doing this act is the good feeling of that other person. That's what I define as selfless. So if I bring my girl some flowers, the only benefit I get is her good feeling. But if I, if I if I buy us dinner, I paid for my dinner, I paid for her dinner, that's not selfless to me. If she does laundry, she washes my clothes, she washes her clothes, that's not selfless to me. Because you, you're going to do that process anyway for yourself. You gain from that. You gain clean clothes. You gain a meal and nourishment. So when I look at those selfless acts, I look at it as only the other person is gaining something. They're gaining whatever you're giving them or doing for them, and you're just getting a positive vibe back. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, hey, you... When you went in a relationship or even friendships or family, you know, when you give gifts to family members, you know, you want them to, to, to have, a, you want them to feel good. That's why you're doing it, because you want them to feel good. You want them to feel cherished. You want them to, you know, have some kind of value. I don't care if you bought her a Twix at the gas station and brought it home to her, you know, just some kind of value that that person was on your mind, that they were in your thoughts. Um, Other point you made is I kind of forgot what it was, but um, when you talked about shit, what was it? Okay, yeah, I lost that second point. I'm going to give you credit for it, but I lost that
1: second point. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, When I come back, w- 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 what I'm going to say this is, another thing that is interesting to me is the fact that when people really want to talk about what you just talked about, they always use the word reciprocation. When I think about reciprocation, I think about I look I think about the recycling sign where it it has a starting point. Obviously, it's the you have some aluminum foil and then you reuse it to to possibly wrap some chicken and then you you clean the uh, foil and then you reuse it again. You know, so I, I really look at reciprocation as just a cyclical effect to where it's not genuine in a sense of you're just doing it to make that person feel good that's why i really value the word altruism because i really feel like altruism is something that society lacks for sure because you said it something that the society lacks is just a sense of just doing for the sense of doing nowadays when somebody does something for somebody they have to record it on camera they have to capture that moment People don't have people don't actually do good deeds out of their heart from the from the goodness of their hearts anymore because once again, in all honesty, we live in a society of psychopaths, narcissists, and manipulators. They all want a virtue signal. People are yelling, "Wear a mask, wear a mask," and they're telling me that if I don't wear a mask, I'm going to kill my mom. And once again, like that is not that is not something that you're doing from the goodness of your heart. If you're doing it because you think that by telling me i'm gonna kill my mom or kill my loved one that is not goodness that is sickness to me that is manipulation and we have and we're seeing that in broad daylight every day like that is a big issue if you truly believe that your acts only should be done when it means somebody's life is on the line then to me it really you're not really doing it from a good place if you're just doing it to make somebody smile to me that means the world and both men and women need to understand And When I say y'all need to understand y'all better fucking understand that if you are actually doing something to make your mate feel great about being your mate, it will never be a question to whether they would never want to be your mate again. Like they have every, like my mate is 70% of the week. My, I'm going to say 80% of the week. Because I feel like 20% of the time, y'all are going to have those moments. And when I say those moments, I don't mean the moments where, you know, y'all want to stab each other and kill each other. I had to tell my son mom of this shit the other day because she had was talking about, you know, man, these dudes always mad at me because I got a bad attitude and blah, blah, blah. And i deal dealt with my son's mom, obviously, for years. Me and you was joking about it the other day. You know, I get along with her. But I I know her, meaning I know she has a bad attitude. I don't think her bad attitude is cute. And I'm going to tell advice to all them all these dudes out here that deal with people, deal with women that have bad attitudes, don't think that shit is cute and be shocked when she punch you in the face. Because <laughs> a lot of times I'm just saying, a lot of times that's what you get from a bad attitude. And just to just to make a point of all everything I'm saying is like you have to understand that that is what you're dealing with. Like, when you're dealing with these people, like, that's what you're dealing with. So, that 20%, if she had a bad attitude in that 20%, that doesn't mean you're going to get punched in the face. But if you're dealing with somebody that got a bad attitude, that might be the 80%. So, pay the fuck attention. But 80-20, I always use the 80-20 rule. Just saying, like, if you're in a high-functioning, high-quality relationship, I truly believe that six days out of the week, it's going to feel good. Because you two are two people that are moving in an altruistic manner. You're not arguing about who's gonna cook dinner. You're not arguing about who's gonna take the trash out. You're not arguing about who's gonna pay for this. It's 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 just it's a team it's a team effort. Because you know if you slack, they slack. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be it really shouldn't be that much turmoil as far as actions go. Personalities may clash, but those are things that you have to recognize in the beginning. Because once again, you thought that cute fucking attitude—you well, thought <laughs> it that was sexy. Ass- it was sexy at first. And now you getting stabbed. What was, yeah, what was that post now. I sent you?
0: Uh, those red flags look like six flags when you it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let
1: me, let me, let me get out my soapbox. No, Hold on. And, I, hold and, on. Like,
0: I remember I my old point. Go ahead though. Finish finish. I wrote it down. I remember that other point though. Go ahead.
1: Oh, that was done. I said, let me get on my soapbox, man. I just, I just, you know, I feel like that's really dudes need to hear that out, man. Don't, don't, don't reward bad behavior.
0: That, that, that point that I forgot um when you mentioned being comfortable. And and to me, it's it's like you have to it's not up to me to make you be comfortable. It's not up to you for me to be comfortable. I have to show you my genuine self because if i'm not showing you my genuine self and i'm just playing a role because i feel that this is what you want eventually everything returns to center so if i've been playing this role and i haven't been comfortable with you and then you know we get 3 4 years down the road and i, and I tell you well you know i like to do this or you know i do this or you know we've moved in together and now you see that you know this is how i how i operate and i move around the house and you you know you're put off by it or you're shocked it's kind of like well, you know, oh, well, you know, well, you, you, you'll you stay here like weeks at a time. And, and I never seen this. But well, yeah, now that I live here, I'm being comfortable because this is now my own space as well. So whether it's it's how you live or any mannerisms or any actions that you do, it's up to you, the person that that that, that holds those that have to be comfortable. You have to show those to your partner because it's not up to your partner. Because if I tell my partner, it's like, well, shoes, um, I don't, I'm not comfortable around you for whatever reason. That's not your partner's fault. It's only your partner's fault if you showed that to them and then they rejected it. Then it's like, oh, no, that shit's just too weird for me. Then you have a whole different conversation that needs to be had. But if you never expose your partner to your full comfort level and then it's like, well, I can't be this around you, why not if you haven't tried it? If you haven't tried it, how are you holding me accountable? Why are you virtue signaling? <laughs> At this point. Also, straight also when you... I want. I want to. When you talked about reciprocation, I want to talk about effort. Look, you can't reciprocate everything somebody else is somebody else does. You, you can't. You can't be Jay Brooks when Jay Brooks is in a relationship. You can't top him because he's just he just goes above and beyond all the time because that's how he expresses himself. And you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You could try, but you know, eh, you know, I'm me. God damn it. So. You just have to put in some wow. kind of effort. Okay. Just a little effort. I mean, effort. Effort goes a long way. A, a simple. A simple. Uh, it, it might be a phone call instead of a text. It might be a Facetime instead of a text. It. It might be just something a little bit more than the standard. But that effort doesn't go unnoticed. And I tell. I tell people a lot of time. A lot of the times, they'll be telling me stuff like, "Okay, I see the effort that you're putting forth. I see that you normally wouldn't do this. I see growth, and I see you trying." And people. Feel like they don't get enough respect for trying, but I feel like when people notice that you're trying, they give you even more respect because you're just not saying, "All right, fuck it, whatever." You know, you're not doing what I want, so I don't care. When people can see that you're trying, at least somebody that has you know any kind of sense to them that's like, "All right, cool. Let me get off off of my stance of being so hard or being so stubborn or whatever because I see you're 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 making efforts. So let me try to meet you in the middle."
1: I like it, I like it. Um, <laughs> we we could be on this all day, but I'm gonna go back to this man. When I was thinking about how I said that, it, it bothers me at times when when the Wills and the even the Beyonces of the world, <laughs> the holly Berry, Golly man. never go Eric Benet, but look, never go Eric. <laughs> Benet. Look, I I can understand. I feel that there's a somewhat um, there's a little bit of stoicism in this by standing up and just bearing the pain. But then I still feel like there's some cuck energy in there too, because in a sense, I really wonder what it's like for a person to picture their loved one with someone else. And, and, and I know that the mindset comes about as like, well, was that person better than me? But all, all this, all I'm saying is, I can see also how that can be altruistic as well because I can be Jay Brooks and I can have this woman or whatever. I can have this girl, and this girl cheats on me, and I I stay with her, and the reason I stay with her is because I'm concerned about her well being if I leave, meaning. At that point, I'm doing something that I know that, in a sense, like a, it's a possibility that if Will Smith were to leave Jada, it would destroy her, mm-hmm. and that's something that Will Smith probably couldn't live with. And that's the same thing with with you or anybody else. Like a lot of times, some people feel like for the for the for the genuine good of this person, I'm about to put this person ahead of me because if i'm gonna sit here and talk about altruism i have to remember that you know true altruism is being selfless and at that point it's not about me like i'm help, like it's almost the same sense of i'm helping elderly people not for the sense of virtue signaling and and making it seem like oh you know i'm helping elderly people i'm better than y'all no i'm helping elderly people because if i was to leave they couldn't help themselves just like if i was to leave this girl that cheated on me Although I know that she probably cheated on me, it was a legitimate mistake, you know. And, and and once again, you know, we we have to remember all all cheating is is different. Like somebody could emotionally cheated on you. Obviously, in, in the August Alcina situation, it was it was sex involved. But if it doesn't get that deep and you're just emotionally cheated on or something like that, and you realize, you know, hey, maybe it was something I did. Maybe Will or maybe you or whoever out there, maybe they can accept that they didn't meet the standard, and they kind of push their mate away. Some people can accept that. I think it's BS sometimes, but some people can accept that. And they just realize, well, okay, I, I have to be accountable for the fact that in the in these four years, you didn't feel loved. You, you, you made a mistake. I'm taking you back because I don't want to destroy you more. Because if I leave, you know, hey, I can probably move on. And you know, enjoy my life. But that'll be real messed up if I leave you here, with with nothing. You know, because this, 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 even in their situation, I mean, in all honesty, you think August word about her anymore? August then moved on. I mean, his 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 vagina count has skyrocketed now. You know, <laughs> like the, I mean, he's the hot topic. So yeah, I just thought that that was important to say that because uh, I, I definitely feel like it's I can't relate, but I, I'm just trying to empathize and try to really understand why some people do the things they do and it sometimes you just got to kind of talk it out to to get a better understanding
0: and then and then even from that aspect you might you might see your ex go get with somebody that's completely different a complete opposite person from you and then, and then you kind of sit back there and it looks like it's like man you know he doesn't you know he doesn't look like me he doesn't talk like me he does you don't know, do the same kind of work you know all kinds of stuff like that then you might just sit there and just think that Oh man, maybe I was just a complete wrong person. It's like, you know, you start you start looking at yourself, but at the same time, you just gotta sit there and be like, that's what they like. You know, maybe, maybe they, they thought they had everything in you and that didn't work out. So there's like, all right, let me go get somebody that's completely different and see how that goes. Or maybe that's what they liked the whole time. And you would, you know, and but you had you had broke through the mold or you, you know, you cut through the crack or whatever, whatever seal that was there, you broke through the seal and got your opportunity. But you just gotta sit there and be like, okay, that's what you like. Okay, cool. Go do you, go be happy. Because the happier they are with that other person, the further they stay away from you. And and, and, and like, like the, you sorry, and
1: like I don't know
0: how to help with that. Chill, Here Google. Chill, Google. I try. got this. I got this, Google. Chill. <laughs> but I and, and another point you touched on, and I think this is my cockiest trait. Out of all the traits that I have, I think this is my cockiest trait. I feel bad for people missing out on me. Like, I think I'm such a decent person in a world where decent people are hard to come by. When people exit my life or they're forced to be removed from my life by any kind of means, I feel like, man, you're really missing out on a good person. And I hate that for you. I feel sorry for you because you're missing out on me.
1: It's funny. I, I, and I hate to compare y'all too, but I, I think Summer's kind of had that same vibe yesterday. Like, I feel like, cause I asked her a certain question just about, you know, her ex. And I was like, do you feel like, I mean, have you ever had one of those moments where it was like, what's wrong with me? And I think in a sense it got to the point where it was like, it's not necessarily like what's wrong with me. I mean, you kind of just got to ask yourself what's wrong with them because you, you, people do think that they're a catch yeah. and you know, you should. it's, it's It's really, it's okay to, it's okay to feel that way. And, um, like, damn, I just hate the fact that I can't remember what she said. I mean, like I said, she didn't say exactly what you said. But it was definitely one of those things where like, I know she gives off that energy. It's like, you know, well, like, people try so hard for people. And you just got to accept the fact that that person you're trying hard for, like you just said, the only reason you probably got through was because of this this veil of opportunity that you broke through. And like you said, like, maybe you were just one of those people that they outgrew. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's not going to work. And sometimes people just come to that realization and people don't come to realizations at the same time.
0: No. <laughs> like,
1: when it, a heart breaks, it really never temple, breaks man, easy, but, uh, even. Oh no, 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 no. But shit, like I said, man, I, I feel like we, we, we went on long enough. I, I have my words of advice and um, I'm going to just throw it out there real quick. It's, Tell friends what they need to hear, not what they want to know. And that's pretty much what the whole point of this episode was. Once we got through the first half, it was basically me being able to tell all the listeners out there, you know, these are things that y'all need to hear when it comes to privacy, discipline, you know, dealing with people at their lowest points, you know, altruism. Like, people need to understand that a lot of these components are what is going to be the building blocks of relationships. I'm not about to tell you all that, all that fairy tale shit, if all that shit that Disney sold y'all when y'all was growing up. That's what y'all wanted to see. That's what y'all want to feel. But in reality, you know, the fact of the matter is, what y'all, what y'all, what y'all need to hear is relationships are pretty strategic. And to me, there's a lot of game planning that goes into it that you don't even recognize. So that's all I got.
0: And that's something I appreciate out of you. Because you tell it like it is. It's like if I want to be coddled, I'm gonna go to my grandma. If I want the if I want the truth, I'm gonna go to Willie F. I appreciate that, sir.
1: I appreciate that. Oh yeah, you come to me anytime. No nah, shit. No, no, <laughs> I take that back. Don't come to me anytime. Don't come call, don't call to me anytime. That's cool. I got other things to do.
0: You don't. Um, <laughs> my words of advice are. It is true that hindsight is twenty-twenty, but even with hindsight being twenty-twenty, you can't go back and fix your vision from the past. You just gotta take that with a grain of salt and push forward.
1: That's speaking from a guy that that had LASIK surgery, so he
0: knows. I I actually see twenty ten right now, but that's another story for another day.
1: <laughs> hey man, well, y'all already know, man. Trust me, uh, it's a lot of y'all probably thinking, man, how come, how come No Boundaries hasn't sent us a shirt? And listen, just bear with us. Shirts are coming. And like I said, we're not asking for donations on the heavy this time, but shirts are coming. Even if you don't know that you got a shirt coming, it's probably a shirt coming or a tank top. It's just, you know, one of the things that had stop made me stop real quick was I really would like people to go out. And I actually wear the shirts <laughs> and not just, and it just sucks that nobody could go out right now. So I'm not really forcing the issue. So yeah, you know, we, we appreciate people that want the shirts. Uh, I think we had some birthdays this week. Uh, Hagan's, I swear it was Rachel's birthday. That's what I thought it said. Uh, my son's birthday is coming up. He's turning 16. Um, and do uh, you have any cancers? Remember, cancer is between like uh, mid July. Like, like what late June, late uh, June, mid July, uh,
0: you probably wouldn't know. You don't be paying attention. I don't be paying attention, and it, it, it just boggles my mind how you yeah, know yeah. that stuff offhand.
1: Yeah, I like zodiacs, man. Uh, I, I, one thing I'm, I'm gonna say, man, I really want next episode, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Next, next episode, y'all here, man, I want to talk about zodiacs, and I also, I also want to talk about red flags again because I don't think that we have any content out there where we have where we talk about red flags is still available. So we wanna go ahead and talk about red flags again. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a red flags episode along with some zodiacs. So tell your friends and if you got something that you wanna say about red flags and zodiacs, go ahead and send it to our uh send it to the Monsters inbox, send it to No Boundaries inbox, whatever, send it to our email, but give us your give us your in, they can well, send it to you your personal inbox? inbox? Yeah. Damn. You want to get your ass beat, don't you? Damn, you're going to have to send that shit to me. <laughs> Damn. You got that right. Like I said, you got something you want to say about Red Flags and Zodiacs? Send them this week. That's pretty much what next episode is going to be about, and along with other stuff. But I really do want to uh, put another Red Flags episode out there because we don't have any content up anymore. But with that being said...
0: This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But, ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?